Hi again, I'm Melanie Hirshhorn, the digital content creator and marketing strategist and coach for women business owners. And welcome back to another episode of VIP Access. VIP stands for Visibility, Impact, Profit. And this podcast will get you inspired and fired up about content creation and marketing yourself and your brand. Each week, you'll get marketing and mindset strategies, actionable tips, and the motivation you need to land more clients, nurture your leads, and position yourself as an expert in your industry. We also go behind the scenes with powerful women in business to discuss strategies, messaging, and more. My mission is to empower you to stop spinning your wheels and to make your mark with your marketing. Ready to wow your ideal client and create a community of raving fans? Let's dive into today's episode. Hi again, I'm Melanie Hirshhorn, digital content creator and marketing coach at VIP Digital Marketing Masters. Welcome back to another episode of VIP Access. This is a podcast for women entrepreneurs to get inspired and fired up about marketing their product and service-based businesses. We go behind the scenes with powerful women in business and learn about the importance of getting your brand's message out into the world. Whether you're just dipping your toe into entrepreneurship or you're already well on your way to world domination, this is the place to get strategies, actionable tips, and the motivation you need to get your messaging on point. Ready to get tips from the pros to help you attract your ideal clients and customers and position yourself as an expert in your industry? Let's dive into today's episode. Hi, and welcome back to VIP Access. I'm Melanie Hirshhorn. I am very excited for today's guest, and I cannot wait to introduce her. Her name is Shay Kane, and I'm going to tell you a little bit about her. Using her experience in the professional coaching and speaking industry as marketing director for transactions expert Direct Pay, combined with her background in teaching English, Shay empowers entrepreneurs to discover and deliver their signature brand story through her company, StorySeller. Her process uses literary techniques and proven conversion methods to close sales and create a moving, memorable brand experience. Shay is the recipient of the Deborah H. or Hesh, I'm not sure, award for writing and served as editor of L'Objet Dar magazine at Rutgers University. As marketing director, she's strategized with industry-leading service professionals to write compelling, unforgettable copy and build automated marketing systems for passive income 24-7, 365 days a year. Now she works with business owners to create content, design marketing action plans that are in line with an overarching brand story, one that helps them stand out and connect with prospects. So now after that incredible biography, you can understand why I'm very excited for Shay to be joining us today. Hi, Shay. Thanks for being here. Hi, Melanie. Thank you so much for inviting me. Sorry, I'm falling down. <laughs> oh, that is okay. You stay up. All right. So let's talk about story seller. Okay. Let's talk about the importance of storytelling in your brand. Why do entrepreneurs need to master the art of storytelling? 
Well, I think we've been hearing the word story more and more in the last couple of years and the emphasis on, you know, you have to have a brand story, you have to stand out from the competition. Um, but of course, stories have been around forever. Uh, I, I keep a bunch of quotes around my desk of my favorite quotes from books and from movies and things. And one of my favorites is uh, from Sherman Alexie, who's a Native American author. And he said, imagine a drum which wraps itself around your heart. Imagine a story that puts wood in the fireplace. And I just love this image because it makes me think of story as a drum and the way that it amplifies our emotions and makes what we're saying more accessible to, to who's listening or who's reading. It also brings to mind for me a, a group sitting around a campfire like centuries ago telling stories late into the night. And that really speaks to the social connection that we have when we tell stories to each other. Uh, you know, they're a preservation of culture and memory and the, the legacy that we pass down. So they literally keep our fires burning. They entertain us. They teach moral lessons. But most importantly, when it comes to marketing, I think that they share the values of the storyteller and they're persuasive so they can change us and influence what we do next. Uh, you know, actions speak louder than words, but words can really inspire action. And in that sense, a function of story has really always been to sell, to sell our beliefs and our perspectives and to sell products and services that are a reflection of our values. So I think the old ways of doing things, you know, we see them less and less and they still work to an extent, but bombarding people with ads and discounts and, and sales urgency, you know, in the past, there were a few companies offering a product. So there wasn't as much competition. It was really about who's first and who has it for the least. And now it's really more about where it came from and why. How should an entrepreneur present a story? What if they sell a service or they sell a product, but they don't understand what it means to use story for selling? Like what if they can't figure out what their story is? I think a lot of the people that I connect with, they sort of have some idea what their story is, but they're not sure if they should tell it. A lot of people think, well, am I being too vulnerable with this? Is this a total overshare? You know, how can I incorporate this into my marketing? But really what it comes down to and the essence of what I'm trying to do with Storyseller because of my background in English and in writing is to let people know that sometimes it's really not the story that's ineffective. It's the way that you told it that's ineffective. You know, sometimes we have a friend of ours who's telling some kind of a long-winded story and we're like, can I tap you to see, you know, like a YouTube video when you're going to be done? But you care about the outcome and you really want to hear it. It's just that it's not necessarily told in the right way. So it's really a two-part process of discovery and, and, you know, basically talking about what is your reason for being with this brand? How did it come about? Finding the humor in it. You know, I know some things are very serious and we've all been through a lot of really challenging obstacles, but there's always ways to find humor. And one of the other things that of course connects with people really well is vulnerability. So it's about getting people comfortable in the way that they're exposing themselves with vulnerability. And, um, you know, so that's that's the first part. And the second part really, really is about choosing the right words. And I, I hear more people say, I know what I want to tell people. I, it's just flat. It's flat when I try to share. Mm -hmm. So you're saying TMI is not a thing. I don't think so. I mean, we I think we've, we've all gone to industry events where we are kind of sitting there like, well, they said that they're telling us about this. <laughs> But we remember, right. you know, we remember it and we remember them. So no, I, I don't know. I don't think so. I mean, well, okay. There are situations where that's true. <laughs> Anything with like bodily functions. I think that's yeah. TMI. Yeah. 
But what about, so you were saying when stories fall flat, so it might be a good story, but it's not being told well. If somebody is not inherently a good writer or they don't like writing, what would you recommend that they do to get their story out there um, in a way that won't be putting everybody to sleep around them? Uh, yeah, well, you know, I see a lot of um, a, a lot of marketers and industry leaders that are selling these templates um, or archetypes for creating a story. And they're basically content buckets, you know, like here's the hero's journey, you know, because X, then Y, therefore Z. And, you know, these are great. They're great for, for coming up with the structure of the story. And that that hero's journey format is what we see in movies and books and, and TED Talks and, you know, basically everything else for the most part, because people are really, really comfortable with that recognizable pattern. But then a lot of the time, that's where the work ends with those templates or they, they you know, they do a little bit of work about, OK, this is how your story kind of permeates and saturates into your brand. You know, it's about pulling from that story to create, you know, your, your logo and making sure that it, it's present on your social media and making sure that the values from that story are visible across the board in all of your marketing. But what it really does come down to sometimes is language when you're telling a, a good story. Like I, I always say, you know, our brains love stories because they release certain chemicals in our brain that basically create a situation where people feel compassion for us and they like and trust us. They tend to lean in and, you know, focus and give us more attention. They, um, they release dopamine, which is really all about memory. You know, when it comes to a PowerPoint, we process language and we decode meaning, but that's it. When we hear a story, we tend to remember it. And for me, because I geek out on language so much, what I say really is getting really granular with your language, you know, not saying because I didn't find my passion in teaching, I became a marketer and now I'm happy, you know, it, wah, wah, that's you know? boring. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wah, wah. <laughs> exactly. But the vulnerable story, should that really be part of your logo? Because my story, one of the, the most vulnerable thing I can tell people is the reason I do what I do is so that other women entrepreneurs will always have their content marketing done the right way because I was duped and I paid somebody a whole lot of money and got a whole lot of nothing except emotional abuse. <laughs> so um, I don't want that to be part of my logo. You know, I don't want people going, oh, that's the idiot who, you know, got, got duped, uh, you know, that's not, but, but that's a story. I mean, that's my why the reason I do it is to, to make things better for women in the future. Yeah. Well, that's, that's actually why I love the name of your business. You know, it doesn't necessarily have to be a part of your logo, but actually it kind of is in a way, if I think about it, because you say VIP you know, VIP content creative, you are very, very important, not only because you're kick-ass in what you do and, you know, you're rocking it, but also you're VIP to me. You know, you're going to be treated with that white glove service and that respect. And I think that the name does reflect that. And, I, you know, there's something too about your logo, even the design, it's just kind of an exclusivity thing. It, it reminds me of a high-end service and it should because these are high-end people that you serve. So Wow. Thank you. You know, I guess I did all of that subconsciously in a way, but, but I love that. Thank you so much for that analysis. I love that. I appreciate that. Um, so tell me more about story sellers itself. What can you do to help entrepreneurs further their, you know, their goals? 
Well, it, it, it starts out with basically an assessment where we do the, the signature dis- discovery story session, which I know a lot of people may be familiar with now. You know, it's really about finding your reason for being, finding out what you've been through to, to get here. And that's really more of a almost an informal conversation that, that we have. My favorite thing that we offer is the three core brand stories because there's different rhetorical situations or platforms where maybe you don't want to tell that one story. You, you need these other two. Or, um, you know, maybe you just want to tell the history of the brand and, you know, find a really eloquent or humorous way to say it. But sometimes you do want your vulnerability story. So that that package that we have, basically. And then the other one I really try to infuse with humor, because I really, really think that funny stories are the ones that work the best. So we we basically have that story finding session. And then after that, depending on, on how we're going to work for get together and the scope of our work, I usually end up doing a lot of copywriting myself because I want to basically use their voice and hear their voice, but then also infuse the story with language that I know releases those brain chemicals and gets people persuaded to take action. So it's a suggestion. And then we have a second meeting to to discuss what's going on. And then the third is the roadmap, really, which is basically, okay, now here's where your story can appear and where you definitely need it to appear. You know, because social media in, is like sort of a story in itself. It's like a little microcosm of here's who I am and who I'm with and what I like and what I share. So um, it's basically a strategic action plan for getting this story out into the world. Okay, that's awesome. What is language that inspires compared to language that falls flat? I mean, I know no matter what, we have to be clear and concise and simple. But what would you say is the difference? Can you give examples? Um, I think, you know, this is like a really ambiguous way to explain it, but it's all about creating that transportation, right? When you're like truly immersed in a story and the room sort of falls away because the positive effect that that has on people's behavior and their decision-making is that it sort of lessens their natural inclination to think critically or or be defensive. Not that we're like evil mind wizards, but choosing the right words and phrases really does amplify how people receive the message and it sort of disarms them. You know, things that that get people attached to the storyteller or the main character. You know, we can admit something and be vulnerable. We can help people root for you with like anxiety, fear, and joy. Uh, sensory words, especially during live or virtual keynotes, really help this along. And oddly enough, you know, even I, just because I read so much about how it affects our brains, you know, I know that that even using action words, you know, it's sort of like show, not tell, that they actually have an impact on people running to the back of the room to fill out the form. Opening lines, you know, the human attention span is like, what, eight seconds? So you don't want people hopping off your website or, or texting during your webinar. You want to really make them lean in without using facts or, or heavy concepts or, or jargon, creating suspense. Not that your brand story is a horror movie. Uh, it might be, but, you know, <laughs> creating suspense and, and tension, using cliffhangers. So that's that's really getting specific with, with the copy. I know that there's a rule of three in storytelling, which... I see people use all the time that you need to have two unsuccessful attempts at something before you're successful. And that really works very well because honestly, people do love to hear other people fail, not because they want them to fail, but because it's like, whoop, I did that too. Or, you know, I finally made it. And then they can celebrate with you at the end. Right. So what would you say to somebody who is afraid to be the face of their brand? I mean, it's, it's hard to 
say this without sounding maybe a little uh, hokey to me, but it's, you know, own it. You know what I mean? Like you, you really are the face of your brand. And in this day and age, people are going to buy from you. You have to sell yourself. You know, you have to sell your products and services too, but I can't tell you how many times, you know, especially working with professional coaches and speakers, I've actually had people say, I don't know what you sell, but I like you, you know? Um, I, I guess it is something that makes a lot of people feel very vulnerable, but chances are there are people in the room or on your site who have been through similar things. And that is what's going to make that connection and ultimately what's going to make them a follower and a fan and a repeat buyer and somebody that shares, you know, who you are and what you do. So don't be afraid to show your face. No. And I think, I I think we see that everywhere now and it, it really is true and not to go on a tangent, but it's just, everybody really does lately seem, and maybe I'm living in a bubble here, you know, in my wonderful, amazing community, but we, everybody wants each other to do well, especially among small business owners. There is competition. Yes. But there's also a really collaborative, you know, sense of like somebody wants what you do and nobody is going to do what you do the way that you do it. You know, I, I got really, really skittish about doing, um, it's not story coaching really. I do a lot more story content creation, but there are a lot of people who do it. And a lot of people, colleagues said to me, nobody is going to do it the way you will, though. And so it's basically about setting yourself apart. And the best way to do that, I think, really is to be vulnerable and to put yourself out there. Shay, how can we find you? How can our listeners get in touch with you? Um, I'm at SK Story Seller, S-K-S-E-L-L-E-R. Um, sorry, skstoryseller.com. I also have four packages available on there. If people want to learn a little bit more about me and what I do and, and see my face and connect with me and start a consultation and however we can work together. Thank you so much. This was awesome. I really appreciate your time. Thank you so much for inviting me to you again and letting me talk about something that I really love. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening to this episode of VIP Access. We can't let the fun end here. Please join our private Facebook group at vipdigital.live slash community, where you'll get live trainings and other great tips all about digital marketing. And if you've enjoyed listening to this podcast, head over to iTunes and leave me a rating and a review. This tells iTunes that you found the show helpful and they'll share it with more women entrepreneurs like you. As reviews come in, I'll be reading them on the podcast and you will get a shout out. Have an amazing day, friend. And remember, your message matters. You've written a book. Now what? If you're ready to implement a simple content marketing strategy to create buzz around your book and your brand, schedule your free sparkles and strategy call with me, Melanie Hirshhorn at contentstrategycall.com. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of VIP Access. We can't let the fun end here. To find out how engaging your content is, take the content quiz at mycontentquiz.com. Plus, you're invited to join our private Facebook group at vipdigital.live slash community, where you'll get live trainings and other great tips all about digital marketing. And if you've enjoyed listening to this podcast, head over to iTunes and leave me a rating and review. This tells iTunes that you found the show helpful and they'll share it with more women business owners just like you. Thank you so much for listening.